0: How are you? Oh, I am feeling so much joy and so much peace, probably because I did yoga today and that always gets me in a good, good, real good space. And I'm real excited for you guys to hear this episode because I am quite certain many of you are also empaths. And if you're not an empath, you probably have one in your life. And oh, Sarah is incredible. You guys, I fell in love with her on this episode. We have so much in common. Our stories overlap in so many ways. And I believe that many other women have the same story or have had a similar experience, especially the empaths. And Sarah is a holistic business coach as well as a medical intuitive. She works as a certified bioenergetic practitioner, yoga teacher, meditation teacher, mindset coach for women with autoimmune conditions, and is a Reiki healer, vibrational crystal healer, a law of attraction practitioner, certified oracle reader, and expert in healing the emotional roots behind illness. Wow. Wow. And in addition to that, like all of the stuff that she has taught herself and she has sought out, she's an incredible human with an incredible message that I believe needs to be shared with the world. And I'm excited for you guys to really understand this connection between our energy, our emotions, suppressing our emotions, and how it can manifest in disease and illness and aches and pains and and all of these things in our body. So before we dive in, I do want to give you guys all a little reminder. The Ascension Retreat is still open for enrollment. There are still a few spots left. And uh, you guys, I am really, really, really excited to bring these women into a space to transform old stories, old belief systems, to Get you out of this place that you are living for someone else and someone else's belief system, and you're really living your truth what you want your life to look like. Not what your mom wants your life to look like. Not what your dad wants your life to look like. Not what your BFF from high school wants your life to look like. How you want your life to look like. What you want your life to feel like. And start living into that and letting go of all the fears of everyone around you so that you can step up and be the person you want to be. To step into your power to own who it is that you were put on this planet to be. And whether that's just being a more joyful version of yourself and spreading love and light and in the job, in the life that you have now, or if that means to you totally changing your life, starting a business, getting out of a relationship, whatever that means to you, I want to help you. Gain the confidence to get to that place and release this energy within your body. You guys, we talk a lot about energy in this episode, but I want to help you really shake out and move through some of the energy that's blocking you from really releasing these patterns because we can think all we want about limiting beliefs and we can think about this stuff all day, but until we move that energy out of our body, stuff does not change. You guys, I'm speaking from personal experiences, the in-person events and experiences are the most powerful things in my entire life. The last coach I hired you guys, I hired her because she had an in-person event and I knew that getting in her energy would uplevel my energy and I left her house that day. It was in May and I remember leaving her house and being like, this is it. We're done playing small. We're done with these old stories. And I could feel it in every cell in my body that there was a huge shift coming in. You guys, I, I got home, I opened a mastermind and it was full. I called in a romantic partner that I cannot tell you how, how grateful I am to have him in my life. There are things that just happened and fell into place. The moment I shifted my energy. So let me help you raise your vibration get in the space where you are calling in the things you want and you are saying no to the things that are no longer in alignment with the life you desire. So if you want to claim your spot, I will link that in the show notes. You can get all the information, all the details there. And without further ado... Let's chat with Sarah. Sarah, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to get to know you and your story. So before we dive into everything we're going to talk about today, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of a heads up of who are you, what do you do, and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah. So one of my favorite little taglines is just
1: really beliefs is that I believe that our pathway to healing or through healing inevitably leads us to our soul's purpose and that was very much the case for me and we didn't dive into it before we pressed record but you were mentioning in it before we started as well where it's like this physical symptoms, journey with chronic illness, all the different ailments that were coming up and surfacing physically in my life over really more than half my life. It all started around seventh grade was my first kind of moment where I was like, something's off. Something is Mm. off here. I was struggling with stomach migraines through high school. I saw 17 doctors by the time I was 17, finally got a diagnosis of fibromyalgia, which is Mm. a mysterious one in itself, Mm. which, so really wasn't that clear. And I just, I had this itch, this little niggle nudge inside of me that was like, keep looking, keep going deeper. This is not all. You haven't figured it all, all out yet, Sarah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I did. I like kept going on this journey and kept getting really curious. And I found yoga. Yoga led to mindfulness. Mindfulness led to changes in my food and the products that I put on my body. And again, it was all very external and physical and, and nutritional. And I saw lots of improvements in my health with these things, with these modalities, but by the time I was in my, like, mid-20s or so, I felt like I was at this just really intense healing plateau where things were not getting better. I had changed all the foods. I was meditating every day. I was practicing yoga and a yoga teacher, and yet I still had debilitating anxiety that made me afraid to leave my house most days. I had horrible cystic acne that made it even harder to leave my house, Mm -hmm. and there was all these digestive symptoms coming up. There was eczema in my hands, and my stomach, like weird random spots. And I'm just like, wh- what gifts, what the hell is going on with my body? I'm doing everything quote right over here that everyone says I should be doing. I'm following the book. I'm, you know, being the perfectionist <laughs> type <laughs> A woman over here. And I was miserable, hmm. miserable. And so uh, unfortunately, but also I'm grateful This for this, my big turning point, and to wrap it back to what I originally started with, my healing path did, did lead, lead me to my soul's purpose, but the big shift and cracking open for me was when my brother passed, and he committed suicide four years ago, and it was in that emotional turmoil and chaos that everything finally came to the surface that I had been avoiding for so long, Mm -hmm. and I literally and figuratively, like, cracked open, I mean, there was no ignoring, there was no ignoring shit anymore, like, Mm -hmm. it had no, I had no choice but to look at my fears and my sadness, and my tendency to be a perfectionist and get over my freaking self (laughs) and Mm -hmm. just start to realize like who I was underneath that, that really, really heavy mask that was such a burden to be carrying and wearing all of the time. And it felt so freeing, yet it was so full of grief and sadness and all those emotions I was processing. But again, I mentioned I'm so grateful because that then led me down to this path of energy healing and emotional healing. And my spiritual awakening was right after my brother passed and connecting to him. And I'm so deeply, deeply grateful for this journey now that he sparked for me. And it led me to starting my business, The Empowered Empath, and helping other women who are energetically sensitive that may also be a experiencing chronic illness or physical symptoms because of their energetic sensitivity, Mm -hmm. not just the foods that they're eating, and be able to support those people through their healing process, as well as building their own businesses as introverts and empaths and HSPs. And it's just such an honor to to be able to
0: support these people and to be here today with you. Incredible. So I knew our stories were really similar, but until you just spoke all of that, I could not, and I think it is the, it's 11 here, just,
1: Ooh, just yeah, yeah. Neighbors. Oh, okay. I know, we just figured out we're neighbors, 11-11, we're
0: neighbors. divine timing, okay. <laughs> um, but I think, too, is you don't recognize how much the energy can impact your health, and how much that emotional, You know, I I was a highly sensitive child as well. And I've I've talked a little bit about this on the show. There was a lot of anger in my household. And so I took that in as a child. And I I, I went to 15 specialists as a child as well because I would have these episodes of vomiting and passing out and seizures. And then my parents couldn't figure out what it was. And I know for a fact now, it was the environment I was in, it was the energy I was in, but we don't put those together that there could possibly be this connection, you know, in the Western medicine world that Mm -hmm. our energy is impacting our health. And so, gosh, that's so powerful to see that there's so many other people who are waking up to this experience of, oh my gosh, my health is a direct correlation with... Mm -hmm how I'm not letting these emotions be processed or how I, this energy is sitting inside of my body. Yeah. So I guess leading into that, so, so was it a lot of the energy healing that helped you move that through or how did you start to shift out of this place of all this energy that was clearly like inside of your body to releasing yeah. that and releasing the health issues that came along with it? hmm
1: so I had some amazing teachers, and I don't know if I would have ever found them had I not gone down this spiral of grief. But I, or at least, I found them more quickly, I think, than I would have. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I was already a yoga teacher. I was already reading like Gabby Bernstein books, and yeah, like I was, I was like there, but I didn't really embody that I was more like curious like spiritually curious and Mm -hmm. just starting to kind of dip my toe in and then all of a sudden it was like I went off the freaking deep end and I was like (laughs) I just like give me everything I want to understand it all because it it's like learning a new language in many ways where you're like we we aren't taught this in school Mm -hmm. and we we you might not have ever heard of what an empath is or what that means for you. And so, so yeah, I had amazing teachers who one energy healer in in particular when I was still living in Michigan that I went to see once every other week or so that just, she taught me what a limiting belief was. Like, I didn't know what a limiting belief was. And there's no shame in that. But it was also like, now I'm like, this is part of my everyday language. But I didn't have that language. And I didn't understand how having a limiting belief would affect my life in some way. I just thought... Like my goal was be perfect every single day and that's so freaking boring and it's so freaking exhausting and it's like, bleh, no, like now I can look back on that and just be like, that is not the life that I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. But through this woman's name is Donna, um, through Donna and other teachers, I was able to start to speak the language, to understand the language of energy healing and really becoming more not just in touch with my emotions, but like fluent in emotions to be more emotionally intelligent of what the flavors are uh, of emotion are that we can experience as human beings and getting rid of like immediately getting rid of this, I'm fine mentality Mm. of like, that was my go-to when, oh, Sarah, how are you doing? Fine. I'm doing fine. Like, smiled. Like, I have this big-ass smile. So I was like, I'm fine, you know? And it's like, ah <laughs> oh, I was not fine. Yes. I was not – I was – sometimes I was sad. Sometimes I was angry. When you brought up anger in your household, I could, like, feel that in my body of, like, mm. the emotional intenseness of what that was like for you. Like, again, I can only imagine. But, like, the, for me, there was – a lot of anger that I had no idea was there. <gasps> no idea. I'm like, no, I, I tricked myself into thinking I was actually fine. Mm-hmm. And when I peeled away these layers and said, you know what? I don't, I honestly don't have the energy. Grief is so heavy right now. I don't have the energy to put on this mask anymore. That all of a sudden I was like, whoa, I'm angry. Mm-hmm. I'm really angry. angry at lots of things, but I've never processed this. I've never let myself even admit that I could be angry because what would that mean about me as a human being who's always, you know, Sarah, smiling Sarah and like, God, I had this like nickname when I was younger that I was like this like super, super sweet Sarah. And it's just like, but what if I'm not all the time? what if I'm kind of bitchy sometimes? What if I get triggered by something sometimes? What if I'm angry or sad or frustrated or, or I feel jealous in a moment? That is all okay. I kind of went on a tangent on your, on your question, but like all of these emotions <laughs> started to come up for me and it was such a relief to finally just be like, I'm a human being who's, perfectly imperfect and I'm allowed to feel all of these things and through energy healing and spiritual awakening and so many teachers that I've been honored to work with I've been able to put to, to start to speak that language like I mentioned to you before where now I can notice that even subtle changes within my body and because I'm more aware
0: of it I can process it more easily does that make sense I'm sitting over here just nodding my head, like yes, all of that, exactly. And I think I think it's a very common thing. Maybe it's a Midwest thing because I'm also actually from the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, um, where we're told that, as especially I think as females, that you have to be happy and smiling and caring and loving and perfect and. And don't be angry. Don't have these emotions. You can't have these ups and downs and you can't express that because it's not okay to feel those things. Yeah. And that's like the underlying message. Maybe it's not said outrightly, but I think that as very small children, we pick up on, oh, my dad's uncomfortable when I am sad. So I will just suppress that. Or my dad's uncomfortable when I get angry or my mom doesn't you know, doesn't like it when I, so we suppress it. And we don't even realize that as a very young girl or boy, we start to pick up these suppressing techniques without even having the awareness. That was the exact same way. I went to my first energy healer and she's like, so are you an angry person or do you have a lot of anger? And I'm like, I'm not an angry person in my head. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, <laughs> I should probably explore this."
1: Yeah. 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 And it's like, When, let's use anger as an example. So when we experience anger or a situation would normally in, in, rationally make us angry it's like okay yeah of course you're gonna feel angry about that but we don't allow ourselves to feel it then we do uh, like I always am visually I'm a very visual person I visually imagine like tucking it away kind of like you're putting it into a pocket of your pants or something but instead of it being a clothing that you can remove whenever you want it's like literally in the tissues muscles cells of your body mm-hmm. and so anger is one that and this is all things that, that i intuitively gleaned but also learned from my teachers but um, anger is one that we will often store in our liver and so it's like you pack away like you're putting it into your pocket oh there's something that like I'm not gonna feel this anger I'm gonna be fine I'm gonna be this super happy Sarah so I'm gonna tuck it into my liver and I'm gonna tuck more and tuck more and tuck more until you're like Bursting at the seams with not just anger but all of these other emotions, and some might be more intense than than others. But then the physical organ in this case of the body is like cannot function because it's energetically overloaded. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned to you I, I had a lot of anger that I did not realize as well, and it showed up for me in a very congested liver. Mm. And of course there were like physical reasons that it was congested as well, like some genetic mutations I have, like drinking a lot of alcohol in college. <laughs> I'm like oh, yeah,
0: I'm gonna feel crazy. that <laughs>
1: But also, I, like, I stopped drinking, and I started taking the supplements that were supportive mm-hmm. of my specific genetic mutations, like MTHFR and COMT, if anyone, if that means anything to anybody, <laughs> but it was like, then it, I'll, still, I was having symptoms of a congested liver, and that mostly showed up in my skin, as I mentioned previously as well, like, cystic acne, eczema, okay, the liver can't properly detox, and be able to flush talk all the toxins out of my body on its own, so now my skin is coming in as reinforcements trying to help it out, and then I would get even more angry that my skin was breaking out, not helping the fact that my liver was already congest- congested with this emotion of anger, and it was perpetual. It was just one thing on top of the other where it was years of cystic acne that... No doctor was ever going to like, or dermatologist was ever going to tell me, you just need to release your anger. <laughs> They're going to say, here's steroids, or here's a steroidal cream, or let's just like do Botox, or let's do like some crazy laser treatment, or like and it's just like none of those things were ever going to help if I didn't let go and unpack mm-hmm. that anger from my liver. And I don't think you have to know it's in your liver to really release it. You just have to realize that it's there and have a healthy mechanism, coping mechanism with it to release all the years that's accumulated, but also to then once you've released all that years and years of buildup, now let's not do that moving forward and have the coping mechanisms to move forward and be able to process things as they come into your life, digest them, integrate them in the moment and not have to wait till next week or next year or a decade later to be able
0: to, to process it. I love all of that. So let's say someone is like we were, with no awareness that they have this anger that's bubbling up inside of them, yeah. and they're just kind of suppressing. And it's more of like a such a pattern that you don't re- realize it's there. How do we start to gain the awareness that we have these emotions that we're not actually feeling and processing, mm-hmm. or if we're so out of touch with our emotions that we just don't feel mm-hmm. anything? How do we start to dive in and actually process and feel those?
1: Yes. Okay. So a few different methods that I recommend. And I also believe in a very like unique healing path for each of us and a unique approach. So one thing might work really good for me. And for you, you're like, ah, this- it's not working. <laughs> and so I just like to give people lots of options so they can try it out and test it. And again, that curiosity is what helped me heal. And I think the curiosity of just saying, Hey, I'm just going to go into this and maybe this is the thing that's going to work for me can be really beneficial until you find a thing that really does work for you. Mm-hmm. So first is just meditation and meditation is not a lack of thinking or a lack of thoughts, but instead noticing, noticing being a witness to yourself, to your thoughts, to your most frequent thoughts and the patterns that you have in your life, as well as noticing what is your energy versus what is not your energy that you may be picked up throughout the day, especially as the empath. And so meditation. Haitian for me, and again, yoga was kind of my gateway into the meditation because it was really uncomfortable in the beginning. Now I love meditation, but it was not always that way. So there's just evidence that you can learn to love meditation. But um, meditation is one way to start to just feel into like, what are the thoughts and feelings I'm having? Uh, And that, again, doesn't work for everyone, especially if they, like you and I, maybe don't it might work if they don't realize they have anger. It might come up in a meditation, but if they're not willing to feel anger, it's probably not going to come up in a meditation. And so then you got to go a little deeper. And for example, if you're really committed to this healing path and you want to go for it, I would practice embodying different emotions. So, you don't it's not that you're saying I'm angry that someone caught me off in traffic earlier today, or my, my partner said this and it pissed me off. It's like, I'm just going to embody anger as an emotion and as an energy and pretend that I'm not admitting that I'm angry about anything. I'm just practicing feeling the anger. And so it's like, if I were angry, let's pretend for a moment. Sometimes that's easier for the conscious mind to be like, Oh, we're just playing. We're just pretending. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And let's pretend for a second you were angry. What would that look like in your body? How would that feel in your body? How would you, what would you do if you felt angry? And, and what would the response be? And let's go into sadness. So pretend you were really sad how would that feel in your body? Would your shoulders round down a little bit? Would you have a tear in your eye? Would you kind of, um, you know, what would you be doing with your hands? Would your hands be like together or um, shaking? Or like, what would it look like in your body to feel really sad? And by embodying these different emotions without having to say, I I am really sad, because again, that can be scary for people Mm -hmm. because they think, okay, if I allow myself to be sad or angry or frustrated or jealous or whatever, these perceived negative emotions, Then they don't know what else is going to unravel with it. And I think that's the biggest fear that I go, oh, well, if I let myself be angry today or in this moment, what else is going to come up through this little like box that I've been burying down for so long. And that can be, that can be intimidating. So embodying the emotions just to practice meditation, to get clear on how you're feeling a coach working with somebody Mm -hmm. who despite your best mask on pretending that you don't feel this and hiding this in your body, that intuitive healer, energy uh, healer is going to sense that within your body mm-hmm. or notice the uh, symptoms or like side effects of it like skin and uh, congestive liver and anger mm-hmm. and be able to kind of call you out on it mm-hmm. And I think you can do that in a loving way. I I try to do that in a loving way with my clients, but it's like, sometimes we don't, we need someone to be our mirror. We need them to reflect back to us the things that we are avoiding or aren't just actually not aware of. So working with a coach. And then I would say also just journaling, asking yourself the right questions. The right question can be a breakthrough moment for people. And I think that's one of the best, Skills to have as a coach is to know what questions to ask people in the right moment that that are the pathway or just like the the throughway to their transformation and their their breakthrough by asking the right questions. But you can also do this on your own in journaling and having the right prompts that maybe some, someone has given to you that allow you to sit down with your notebook and ask yourself empowering questions. So a disempowering question is one that is like, why did this happen to me? And it's very victim-y, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas an empowering question would be like, what is the deeper lesson in this really challenging, potentially traumatic uh, uh, event that I had in my life? And what did I actually learn from that? It's an empowering question. So asking yourself empowering questions to also get to some of these truths that you hadn't considered and to really find the courage and bravery to go back into the past and look at events that you probably just wanted to get over and move on from and pretend you were fine from mm-hmm. and actually going back to that inner child and into the past to, to communicate with that version of you that's still very much inside of you that might be really craving some attention.
0: So those are a few ways. I love all of that. And the one thing that came up as you were talking about journaling and the triggering events is sometimes we don't recognize we have an emotion, but someone else really triggers us when they're feeling angry or jealous or whatever it is. So noticing if we're really triggered by someone else's emotions and by them expressing those emotions. For me, when someone else was angry, I was so triggered. Yeah because I had all this anger inside me. And so we cannot be triggered by something that we do not have within ourselves. So noticing like what emotions from other people are really triggering for you so that you can- That's such a
1: good point. Such a good point. That is like, everyone listen to that again. (laughs) The emotions that you are most triggered by are likely the emotions that you're having trouble expressing in your body or have even like shame around- the fact that you might have that anger or jealousy and it's like, like you said, if you see somebody who's expressing their anger and you're like, whoa, chill out, Sally, you're like, you're like, she should not be so angry. It's like, mm-hmm. who, who am I to judge that? Like, yeah. clearly there's a deeper reason. Well, maybe not clearly to everybody, but now that I'm very aware of my <laughs> yeah. triggers and when I'm triggered, I'm like, okay, Sarah, that made you feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's- Without judgment. That. Yeah, but without judgment, right? Like, let's yeah. just, okay, let's, let's get curious, like, yes.
0: get curious with yourself. <laughs> yes, and I love that you said curiosity, too, because for me, like, the Reiki and energy healing piece was big for me as well, but it was, like, it showed up like three times with conversations with friends and coworkers. And then all of a sudden my best friend went to see a Reiki practitioner that was like two miles from me. So I was like, "Okay, wait, mm-hmm. clearly I'm curious now everyone's mm-hmm. talking about it. Let's go do this. And that was really what like opened the floodgates for me yeah. to exploring all this. So noticing what things are showing up for you and where you're finding this curiosity and just following that instead of being like, no energy healing. I don't know what that is. It sounds scary. It sounds out there. Not. I'm just gonna ignore it. When it really, it could be the healing modality that. Man. So I love that. Thank you. You make a great point there too. It's like the things that you're most
1: afraid of committing to or investing in are sometimes the exact like yes stuff <laughs> thing that you need to do to get over the fear of doing that thing. So Literally. It's kind of a little backwards, but it's like okay i'm really afraid of this okay to heal my fear i actually just have to go through it and Mm -hmm. go to the reiki healer or Mm -hmm. get some cards pulled even though i feel like that's super witchy and weird it's Mm -hmm. like okay but the fear of it could be dispelled by actually doing it yes if we can just find that courage within ourselves to look fear in the face fear equals face everything and rise. I love that little
0: change. Ooh, of. I have not heard that. And I love uh-huh. that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's, I want to circle back to empaths. So for people who are like, what is that? What's an empath? What does that mean? What's an empath?
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I love talking about empaths. So thank you for asking. <laughs> I have a lot of empaths that are listening. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, you just opened the doorway, so watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I. Um, oh, okay. So empaths are different than highly sensitive people by just a little bit, but, um, the empath is also the highly sensitive person and it is somebody who does not matter gender, can be male or female, child or elderly, like age, that does not matter. And, it is someone who experiences other people's or other environments or even objects, energies, emotions, or even physical sensations as their own in their own body. So you could walk into, let's use environment first. You could walk into like a really old house and you could just walk in and you could feel in your body, the energy of this home. Let's say something, um, really sad happened in this home, you might walk into it and feel sad. And you're like, three seconds ago, I was like, this is such a great day. And then you walk into this house and you're like sad. And and if you're not aware of being an empath and you're not aware of energies, then you might be very confused about why you're feeling that way. But if you are aware of this, you can walk in and go, oh, this energy of this, the energy of this home is really sad and heavy, interesting, but that's not my sadness. It's not for mm-hmm. for me to pick up. And more commonly we experience this with other humans. And so you might walk into, you might've had a shitty day and then you walk into, um, you're hanging out with all your best girlfriends that night and you walk into the restaurant you sit down and they're like already there chatting, laughing, having such a good time. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I'm just like so happy. And you're picking up the emotion of everyone else at that table, even though three seconds ago, you were like, today was a really crappy day. So Mm -hmm. you're just, you're like a sponge really. Mm -hmm. And we can be a sponge in a wounded way where we are a victim to all the energy around us or we can be a sponge in a really just wise uh, intellectual way, where we use the energies that we experience and pick up to our advantage to be able to interpret the world, how we respond to the world, as more of this emotional intelligence, um, and that's part of what I teach a lot in my in my courses and programs and with my clients is just how to step out of the wounded victim empath and into the Empowered empath, hence the name of my brand, the Empowered Empath. And then lastly, physical sensations. So this is one that I tend to experience quite intensely. Now I've created more boundaries around it because it wasn't so fun to experience intensely. But um, I'll use the example of actually the day that my brother passed. And so I was at a yoga event in downtown Chicago where I was living at the time, and I was with my then boyfriend now fiance but we were walking around and just having a good time we were like talking to people the vendors and all of a sudden out of nowhere again three seconds earlier having a really great day i felt this sharp pain in my stomach and it was like that that abdominal pain that makes you want to curl over it kind of reminded me of my stomach migraines from when Mm -hmm. i was younger and i was like hey andrews is my fiance saying i was like I do not feel good. I was like, I don't even know if I can walk to the car. So he literally picked me up. And I don't know if you've been to Chicago, but we had to park far away because it's downtown. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So this poor guy is like carrying me to the car. And I'm like, I really, really don't feel good. Like there's this pain in my chest and my stomach. It's making me curl over. I get to the car and because I was being really present during the event, I had had my phone on like do not disturb and I hadn't looked at it in probably like two hours. And when I got to the car, I finally pulled my phone back out of my pocket or purse or wherever. And I had 13 missed calls from like every single one of my family members. And I immediately knew something was happening more wrong than my stomach hurting. Oh
0: my gosh. And
1: I called my dad back. I picked him to call back again. They all called. And that was the conversation my dad, you know, Mm. told me in that moment, like Sarah Jordan's dead. And I freaked out, flipped out. That's another story. But I, as the empath felt the physical sensation of, I think my entire family's grief I mean, this was intense abdominal pain Mm. and to the point where I was like, no shame in being carried to the car. Mm -hmm. And once I knew the news, it did subside. I just had grief in my own way. It was less their stuff now. And I had an understanding of like why it was there, but it wasn't until later that I actually had this kind of aha moment where I was like, Oh my God, that's why I was curled over in pain because literally all my family members had already everyone knew before me. They all already knew. I was the last person to find out, and they were in deep, deep pain. Heart, you yeah. know. So we that's a very intense experience. Mm-hmm. It can be more subtle. It can be that you're hanging out with a friend who is, has like an ache in their shoulder and all of a sudden, you know, they're kind of like moving their shoulder around in this discomfort across the table from you. And you might notice now you're kind of moving your shoulder around in discomfort across the table and you're mirroring Mm -hmm. that that spongy energy. Mm. And uh, some of us will be aware of that and some of us will not be aware of that. But when you are aware of it, you can go, okay, that's not mine. So it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be here anymore. I don't need to carry this. So those are a few ways that, that empath or intuitive abilities, I also think of the empath as one of many intuitive abilities, mm-hmm. one, and, and a few ways how it can manifest in your life.
0: Incredible. Okay, so as you're talking about the physical manifestations, that was one I was less aware of, but I go to a chiropractor who's highly intuitive, and he mm-hmm. can feel in his, so he'll be like, before he even touches me, know where I am feeling my pains yeah. or where I need to be adjusted. Or he does a lot of like the okay, your your kidneys are acting up. Where? Why are you so afraid? Mm-hmm. So he feels it in his body before he even adjusts me, which I just think is like yeah. mind blowing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's someone who's really intuitively uh, aware and mm-hmm. in, t- in touch with their intuitive abilities, but super clear on because. We, you know, you or I could have that same ability, just as Mm -hmm. strong, but we could go, ooh, like my lower back, mid back is hurting because my kidneys are hurting today. And you might not realize that it's somebody else's, Mm -hmm. Where it sounds like he's like fully aware that each person who walks or sits on his table or whatever, it's not his pain in his knee. It's the Mm -hmm. person that just, just came into his office. And then I also think that this is a really beautiful example you just shared of how, empaths can use their intuition as healers and as strengths as coaches, therapists, chiropractors, doctors, and so on and so forth to their advantage to become even better at their skill.
0: Yes. Yes. Because it's a superpower when I sit down with a client to be able to be like, okay, why are you feeling this way? Yeah, Because I can feel their energy or hear it in their voice that there's fear or anger or sadness Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And that's so powerful. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes we disempower this as empaths of like, I go into Target and I feel everyone's energy. And so how do we start to create some boundaries? How have you created boundaries with being an empath? Like how do I, how do people stop absorbing everything around them?
1: Mm -hmm. I just want to add one thing too, which you kind of just gave an example of, which is being an empath is also whole body listening. Mm-hmm. And not just listening to the words that somebody says, like, like, I'm fine. That's a really good example. Mm-hmm. And you, your friend could say, yeah, I'm fine. But if you're empathically listening to her and she says, I'm fine, you notice her body language and her energy and the emotion behind the words that she just said. And you're like, no, you're not. And you, you, you don't have to call her out on it, but it's mm-hmm. like, no. I can feel as an empath intuitively that you're not fine right now. Mm-hmm. So like, let's talk about if it's your best friend, you'd probably be like, let's talk about it, girlfriend, right? What's like, going Tell what's going on? Yeah, yeah, what's going on? Um, so whole body listening, which again, this goes actually feeds well into the discussion on boundaries, because if you're walking around like this just sponge in target and at restaurants and on airplanes and even on social media this is one that gets left out a lot mm-hmm. is that social media every post that you put out every instagram story slide that you put out every comment that you put on somebody else's feed and all the likes that you get on your post and all, all of this these are all exchanges of energy every financial extra, uh, transaction that you have in your life of giving money and receiving money. These are all energetic transactions that if you are the just super exposed sponge as the empath, you're walking around and everyone's just kind of like sticking their stuff into you as a sponge, it, there's no boundaries, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second, you are gonna by at some point experience adrenal fatigue, maybe insomnia, anxiety, chronic illness, Maybe an autoimmune disease at some point because you are literally being attacked by all, at all angles, by all sorts of energies that are not yours and were never yours to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so that sponge can be, instead of a sponge, I think of the, the empath with boundaries as this kind of shell or bubble around us, which is our aura, or we can also call this our subtle energy body, and there's different layers to it. But again, I mentioned I'm a visual person. So I think of the empowered empath as one, as a person, human body, like this physical form that we have that has roots from its feet grounding into the earth because it is grounded. It's not just going to like be pinged around and, you know, wrung out like the sponge and thrown Mm -hmm. away. It's rooted. There is no pushing it over. And so, like, you, you then become, you are not a pushover <laughs> to other people's demands or whatever. Yes. You got roots going down, and then I think of it as, like, this golden bubble around you, or shell, or however you want to visualize that. Mm-hmm. And I think of within part of that little shell, uh, like, kind of like the gate to a castle. So, uh, the drawbridge, I guess I should say. So, you know how there'd be like the little moat and, in like fairy tales and stories when we were growing up <laughs> and the little, uh, bridge, uh, drawbridge would, would come down over the little river and then the gatekeeper would be like, okay, come on in with all your horses or whatever. <laughs> and, I think of our gatekeeper, so he's the one who, he or she, it can be whatever, it can be an animal, I don't care who your gatekeeper is, but, like, this is the entity or the energy within you that decides what you're going to let the drawbridge down for, and what you're going to be like, nope, sorry, like, no can pass, no can enter here, mm. and you, within your own energy, get to decide, like, giving that little gatekeeper instructions on this is a yes. This this is like the, the invited guests list of who can enter my castle, meaning, um, people who are, um, bringing love into my life, people who are motivating me or inspiring me, they're expanders for me in my life. Or, um, I can, I can let in the energy of somebody who's sad, but is not trying to like attack me with their sadness Mm -hmm. or say it's all my fault or something. Mm -hmm. And so, then on the other side, it's like, okay, these things that I do not want enter into my life, like the guy who gave me a dirty look when I was crossing the street, or um, the cashier who was clearly having a weird day, crappy day at Target, and we had this exchange of money energy, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, that's not mine. This is not allowed to enter. Mm -hmm. And when you're really clear on what is allowed to enter and not within that bubble and that little drawbridge with your gatekeeper, as long as this energy of the gatekeeper is on board, the empowered empath then has this shell where if, I think of it also sort of as like semi-permeable. So whatever is good gets to enter and whatever Mm -hmm. is like energy, vampire type energy Mm -hmm. bounces off. It just, it bounces off. And it's not in this like malicious way, Mm -hmm. or I don't like you way, like with the cashier, it's not like, oh, like, you're not going to like raise your middle finger at the cashier and be like, don't put your energy on me. It's just like, it's like a loving, Mm -hmm. that's not mine. Yeah. That's not mine. This is, that's not welcome here. And it gets to go back to him or her and like, they got to deal with it on their
0: own because it's theirs. Yep. I love that. So
1: yeah. So boundaries is a lot about what is, allowed in and what is not allowed in and then what is yours and what is not yours and I like to paint that picture for people so they fully understand that like you are rooted and grounded you are safe on in your body you have this bubble around you you're protected by the universe and then when people are starting to kind of take it a step further and awaken their intuition I think of your crown chakra at the top of your head like a little doorway and that doorway can open and you're allowed allowing in energies, not just of cashiers and people walking across the street, but energies of your higher self and energies mm-hmm. of your spirit guides and angels and past loved ones. And for me, it's my brother. So it's like, I'm going to open that door when I feel like communicating and experiencing my intuition and messages from those realms. And mm-hmm. when I'm not up for it, or I'm really tired one day, or I'm trying to focus on something else, it's like, I'm just going to close that. I can always open it back up later. So all these kind of things just going on around your body that help you build these boundaries around
0: what's allowed in and what's
1: not at any given time.
0: Mm. So good. So good. I love the visuals too, because I think that's so helpful because we can be like, Oh, protect your energy, create a bubble, but to like visualize that and really see it for yourself is totally different. Okay. So a question that came up as you're speaking about protecting your energies, what happens or how can we regain our energetic power? Like let's say we we have are having the realization listening to this that we are an empath and we are feeling totally depleted, or our emotions are totally not our own, or we're taking on everyone else's stuff. How do we regain our energy after we're feeling totally zapped, or how can we, you know, in addition to doing the protection, but how do we restore our, our own energy if we have been allowing it to leak out to everyone else?
1: Yeah, so there's a few things, and it kind of depends, again, on where, where this person is at, but first start saying no like just start saying now you're already full. You are, I also think of our our body as like this bucket. And if you have, if your bucket is full and you're energetically full of like all these old emotions, all the people you hung out with yesterday, and it's like, you are up to your neck in full fullness. And then you feel like you're drowning because there's too much. And you're like, my body's giving out on me. I'm freaking exhausted. Start saying, Saying No, mm-hmm. it's okay. It does not make you bitchy. And I think that's a, a big fear of, of, especially women. They're like, well, if I don't do this right, if I don't help out or if I say no to that invitation, I'm not a good person or whatever. It's like, no, you need to take care of yourself first. And so start saying no. Mm-hmm. I start there, which again, it's, it's not, it wasn't easy for me to start saying no, but I had to, I had to practice
0: saying no. I was going to say, it's such a practice and like, mm-hmm. say no to the little, little things first so that you can, like, no,
1: good, that's perfect,
0: right? That's say no awesome. to the little
1: things. Also practice saying no and not giving a, a big excuse and reason. No, I'm so sorry I can't because my grandma's in the hospital and my dogs need to go out later and I have to do this and tomorrow i have a really busy day. And it's like, what? Okay, cool. But like, what about just saying no? And then like shutting up. It's a complete and,
0: sentence.
1: <laughs> right? No, it's it, yeah, exactly. No <laughs> is a complete sentence. And you allowed yourself... Maybe the discomfort of not saying anything after that, you know, thank you for the invitation. I need to pass this time. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. Or just no. And you are allowed to say no. And if you are that energetically full and like you said, the person who's listening, who's like, Oh my God, that's why I'm so fatigued. Oh my God. I think I am the empath. I have a quiz as well. I can share with your listeners on, are you you an empath? (laughs) I'll send that over. And it's different like, le- um, uh, levels or intensities of the empath and how you experience it are the results. But anyways, when you're that full, you got to start by not putting more in. And that's the no. Then you got to start releasing and you got to start letting go of some stuff. The empath is often aligned with the introvert. If you guys have taken like um, Myers-Briggs personality or 16 personalities test where uh, I'm an I. I-N-F-J. Do you know okay. what you are? I'm an ENFP, but I'm on the border of E and I. So. Okay. So I'm on the border as well. And I would say I also have changed in life. Like mm-hmm. when I was less energetically sensitive and more of like this social butterfly in high school and college, I was definitely more E. Mm-hmm. And then as my illness really started to like wear on me for years, I really switched over to more towards the Mm eye, but I find that especially the uh, empath who's energetically sensitive or experiencing some of these physical symptoms might also be more towards that eye, meaning introvert. Mm -hmm. They might be more introverted versus extroverted because their body's asking them to be introverted. It's saying, hey, you don't have protection up and you are an open exposed sponge walking around this world. Therefore you need to go (laughs) and like, turn the lights off, throw Netflix on and like just be by yourself. And even better, like don't turn the Netflix on and just be by yourself because even that's got like other energies that you're experiencing and feeling. And it's like letting yourself be an introvert. Not, not that you can't like ever leave your house again, but it's like (laughs) find some balance between these experiences that are going to keep making you feel full, your bucket full and coming home to clear them and just be with yourself and your own energy. And then back to that, like emptying of the bucket, like letting out, I think a coach is, especially if this feels unsafe to you in some way, if there's any, and this is, Full serious right now. If if you're listening and you have experienced trauma in your life, and part of the fear is going back because you don't know what's going to come up and it's very scary to you on what might be behind that curtain, go work with someone who feels very you're you're connected to, who you're drawn to, who you feel safe with to help you through that experience because you do not have to do it alone, Mm -hmm. and you don't have to also go back into every traumatic experience of your life to heal it, Mm -hmm. but if there's fear around that i'd highly recommend not doing this by yourself and working with somebody so clearing letting go um, part of it's being by yourself and saying no and then other parts are expressing <sighs> i inner child work is really good for this past life work is really good for this akashic record work is really good for this but it's it's just it can be a process that you need to be patient with yourself because you're not necessarily going to go home and say, okay, I'm going to turn the lights off like Sarah said, and I'm not even going to turn Netflix on. And all your stuff isn't going to pour out in one day if you've been holding on to it for 20 years, for example it's gonna take some time, it's gonna come out in layers and pieces. But by consciously saying, I want to work on this and I want to start to release and become more aware of this, that really, really helps. Mm. Just even acknowledging that some of the pain in your shoulders might be that you're really hard on yourself and you literally feel like you carry the weight of the world even when not necessary and acknowledging that might be part of that is part of the healing. Mm-hmm. And then I would say as you cleanse, then we re- we re reflect upon your boundaries and, like, make edits on your boundaries so they're more supportive moving forward as well. So
0: it's a little bit of it. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, goodness. Okay. So as we're kind of approaching the end, I have one – well, first of all, definitely we're going to link the question for yeah. –
1: or the, are you the link for
0: the quiz. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the show notes. And then what are you working on right now? Where can people find you? What, what's going on in your world?
1: Yeah. So right now I'm hosting one of my most favorite programs, which is just hosted once a year. It's called intuitive soul school. Mm-hmm. And this is good timing because it's really for the empath who she might just be realizing she's the empath or maybe you already know and maybe you're even a coach or an ent- a spiritual entrepreneur who wants to be able to utilize this like your chiropractor is a great example to their advantage as a strength as a superpower to benefit their clients even more so we are breaking down a lot of the questions you asked today around becoming aware of our intuition, how to develop your spiritual gifts, the flavors of intuition and how to protect yourself. Super important. How to actually utilize this in the world if you want to. And uh, we go, we go in depth on how to really just awaken and unlock what's already inside of you. It's one of my favorite courses to, to host because people have all these like really beautiful aha moments of like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I was like so magical inside.
0: <laughs> yes. so, so
1: people, um, I can drop a link to that as well if you're interested. Yes. Uh, and then I hang out on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, but Instagram is probably the best place to connect with me. If anyone has any questions about what we talked about today, I answer all my DMs and I'm at The Empowered Empath.
0: Amazing. Okay, and then the last question I ask everyone is, "How do you most like to raise your vibration?" Ooh. Okay. There's. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like the hardest one for people to answer. They're like, just one. Because
1: I want to be like, I do this and I do this and I do this, <laughs> and the food I eat and all these other things and then drink I drink. But I would say, if I had to pick one, honestly, it's dancing. I. My mood shifted, shifts and my vibration is immediately transformed when I just dance. And I'm not a good dancer, but I dance. And oh, yeah. in this room I am now, I just like turn my big speaker on and I'm just like, my fiance knows that the door is shut and the music's on, I'm probably dancing and not to come in. And I just like shake it out. Yes. And we shift fast.
0: Yes. And I think that's so powerful because you're like getting into your body and you're moving that energy through. I think sometimes we're like thinking about how do I get rid of this anger? How do I get rid of this emotion? How do I like move out of this state that I'm in? It's just kind of a bunk. It's like, Oh, just shift that energy and move. I love that so much. Yeah, thing is such a great way to do it. Oh. love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. This conversation has been incredible and I know so many of the listeners are going to absolutely benefit from all the great advice you gave. So thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me on today. It was so much fun chatting with you.